Hello and welcome to Walking the Earth Podcast. I'm Mike Margulies in Chiang Mai, Thailand, joined today by James Atkinson. James. Hi, Mike. Welcome aboard, man. How are you? Uh, we met last night. Uh, had a pretty interesting evening. Yes, it was a good first evening. Rented out a red thing, a red taxi, um, and took it around town. An impromptu little uh, party bus, you could call it. Basically the back of a pickup truck. Yeah. <laughs> mm. And I guess this morning now we're talking politics. Mm. Um, Quite a relevant start, actually, last night, because the fact that we were in a back of a pickup truck driving around drinking from a big bottle of Thai whiskey was uh, part of the reason that we're actually here, because the election's on today. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, they, they actually banned um, the sale of alcohol in all the bars and all the 7-Elevens yesterday because of the election today. You got all the places closed, no alcohol. Except for on that party bus. Yeah, we had to <laughs> improvise. And so a group of, what, a dozen of us, we just rented out a, a red pickup truck taxi thing, brought our own alcohol on board and drove around Chiang Mai yeah. on a bar on wheels. Prohibition. <laughs> uh, and then today's the election, the, the big day, and yeah. all the news yeah. is going on about yeah. um, well, all the tension that's mounting here. Mm. And you're on the way back home to Bangkok. Yeah, I know. I know. Probably not the best flight to be on. I actually got a very cheap flight. No surprise no there. No surprise. Yeah. Go to a war zone. It's never, never expensive. But um, let, me, let me let me just break down what's actually going on these days because we have you have two sides to this story. You have a few months ago uh, the current government party, the Thai Party, wanted to pass a law called the Amnesty Bill that would basically grant amnesty to... Uh, yeah, let's actually go way further back, I think, yeah. and go the like sure the more background, because I don't think many people yeah. even know all this. This kind of starts with a guy called Taksin Shinawatra, who's like a multi-billionaire uh, private business owner who went into politics, won uh, about 10, 15 years ago, with a landslide vote, mm. and really helped make life easier for people who were on a lower income, in terms of tax laws, uh, health... And uh, just general day-to-day life. He built airport. He built uh, a lot of really big infrastructure in Bangkok. And uh, he was there for so many successful projects that were uh, seen by the international community as successes. Meanwhile, he uh, got extremely rich himself. Right. And uh, I think he cut a few corners. So he did a lot of good yeah. things for a lot of people. Mm, sure. But made himself rich in the process. Yeah. So. And so people raised an eyebrow of that. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. like... Yeah, he was very helpful and he did a lot of great things, but he lined his own pockets in the process. So is, is that corrupt? It was, it was deemed so. There was a warrant for his arrest. Mm. And his party was banned for five years, so he couldn't have the Putai party for five years. So right now he's actually on the run from the um, evading arrest. And mm. I think he's in Dubai and he's traveling around other countries. Uh, but the juicy thing, the interesting thing, is that right now, is after the, the ban on the party lifted, his sister got elected, uh, and now she, his little sister, is prime minister. Yeah, that's, then to me, that's just... Uh, and I, actually, it's funny, I've been here a while, and today, actually, I, I finally got myself a little bit more educated on the mm-hmm. political uh, situation, and it's just, it was so almost mind-blowing to me mm-hmm. to think they had a political coup, uh, a military coup, right? Yeah. Uh, was it five years ago yeah. to get this guy out of power? And then, lo and behold, they elect his sister yeah. as the new prime minister. Mm. Um, so obviously they're talking. And it's, 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 it seems it's, it's the fact that the party was just so popular. It just won the vote with landslide yeah. again. 
even though he was, you know, made, made a few wrongs, people obviously didn't care so much. Right. So people just say they don't care he's making money, he's corrupt, it's making their lives better. So they still... Well, obviously people care, but mostly it's, it's the middle class, the people who mm. didn't benefit hugely from him. So what, you, what, you, what you're seeing now is the majority of the protesters since November have been middle class uh, Bangkok people, not the, not, not the working class people. It's been quite, oh. quite middle class people. So actually, uh, and this isn't really... It's a weird question to ask because here the political spectrum's completely shifted. Yeah. Uh, from say like the Western world, but it is the more you'd call it the right, the writer leaning, more conservative party. That's the one protesting, I think. But still, um, but the one, that's, but they are still what we would associate in say the United States as Democrats. Yeah. Um, but who's in, this is my understanding that someone told me at least. So okay. who's in power is the, the party in power now is is very very liberal, mm-hmm. and then it's the not as liberal party, but also still liberal that's protesting. I don't know. It's it, the whole frame is probably off anyway. It's also you, not the issue. You, you have you have two groups. You have the, the what they call the yellow shirts and the red shirts. Right. And the uh, yellow shirts are protesting. The red shirts are pro-government supporters. And the, the yellow shirts basically want uh, reform. They want to see laws changed and they want to see the new government step down and for there to be an interim kind of a ruling committee of people who will oversee the government until they can arrange a. Right, what they consider a democratic election, and that's an interesting so, thing too. So they they are trying to stop the elections, yeah. the democratic elections, so that they can make the reforms put another the group. next election. But who puts the people? You know, and then the question is, yeah, well, who's going to put right. those people in charge? Right, yeah, exactly. Um, and they're just saying, oh, we get to choose, basically. Uh, it's a complex issue, though, yeah. right? It just goes on and on. And it's because ex- both sides. You were even telling before, even the. The opposition party that's claiming we want we need to do this because it's so corrupt. Yeah. They are also corrupt or yeah. have been accused of corruption. Yeah, the the Sutep uh, was was not exactly uh, uncorrupt in the last few years, and now he's the very man that's leading the opposition against corruption. But in, in fairness, I think corruption sort of seeps into most uh, right. political arenas. Well, the fact that they're having a discussion about it, that there's so many people protesting about it that it actually gets put on the table and discussed rather than covered up. Yes. Uh, the fact yes. that they actually have an election commission that is so determined to be democratic that they're spending 100 and, 100 and, um, 115 US, million US dollars just to run the election, an election which will not produce enough MPs to convene a sitting of the House of Representatives. They're so hell-bent on getting democracy you know, happening and doing it properly that they're willing to do that for the sake of democracy. And it's, I think that's also... Which is a good, is a good uh, indicator of... of well, I, you know, I, what we were saying before was, I, I would say in, the, in, say, the United States, for example, mm. um, it is just as corrupt as it is mm. here. The people at the top of the U.S. government uh, are absolutely, no question about it, making money off of political decisions they make, making money for their friends, that, or and sometimes you call them campaign contributions, getting, you know, whatever it is. There's so much corruption in... <laughs> Western politics, but uh, like you were saying, right? It's just more covered up. I would say, at least here, it's much more transparent. Like, people are aware of it. Uh, the, there's just as much corruption. I think, like you said, right? All political arenas are going to have this corruption. Um, at least in Thailand, they're having an honest discussion about it, and it's on the table. Like, hey, look at this corruption. Mm-hmm. Um, in 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 2007, there was a dem- democratic charter uh, drawn up. And it was actually drawn up by the Democratic-led government. 
So it was the guys who were protesting now. They made a charter to say this is how we should do dem- democracy. This is how the election should happen. They set up an election commission to ensure fair voting will happen. F- democracy is upheld, and it's it's the very people that created that that uh, that document <laughs> that are now sort of going against it. Yeah, they've they've surrounded polling booths. It's very you know if if, if I was a voter and I wanted to go and cast my vote, I actually would go along and I would see hundreds of people thousands of people standing there saying this is bad you shouldn't do this I don't know about you but I, I wouldn't walk into them and say I want to vote so badly I'm risking right. know, injury uh, so for that reason it's 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 um, you know, another element to the story and the, well also and I, have, I have so many thoughts on this mm-hmm. alright so the opposition leader I read something today about how he has actually been encouraging people to to do peaceful protesting, right? Yeah. Uh, at the same time, he's still saying... Well, publicly he says that, right? Pub- oh, true. Yeah, so there's questions about that because he is still encouraging the protest. It, it's a very... I think it's it's a better... Other alternatives, there's no violence. And obviously, he's going to stand up and say, guys, but what, what he has said is, if they come for us, sit down and pray. Mm. And if they charge in, uh, stand up and leave. Oh, that's... I mean, that's a good message. Mm, but then again, there's, there's people that are so passionate about it. I mean, I've seen for the last three weeks, people have taken over major junctions in Bangkok. They've put up tents. They have stalls there. There's. It's like they have music. They have bands. Yeah, actually, it's yesterday like there was um, all this music in the street. I thought it was for the Chinese New Year. They're out at yeah. 8.30 in the morning, there oh, was yeah. all this banging of drums and stuff in the, and parades in the streets. Mm. And I, I was thinking, oh, yeah, it's still Chinese New Year. But no, I, apparently it was... A protest, and I, I had no idea. It seemed like a celebration to me. Yeah, um, I'm pretty sure that was a pro-vote. Protest. Was it a pro-vote protest? Yeah, or yeah. pro-vote yeah. discussion, or whatever. It wasn't even a protest. The north it was and northeast support thing. Yeah, north <laughs> and northeast of Thailand would be very supportive of the uh, of the vote of the government. Okay, so in this area in Chiang Mai, it's supportive of the current. Um, Mostly, yeah, yeah. 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 D- down to south, however, at the moment there's there's terrible things going on. We have we have two elements. You have the vote, which is meaning that. Uh, Nine of the, uh, I think, 15 uh, voting stations, voting provinces in the south had to be closed mm. because it was just unfeasible. There were too many protesters. At the same time, the government has a, a rice scheme that they brought in and it was one of their like flagship policies when they got elected. And basically, they, they owe Thai farmers billions of baht and the Thai farmers don't know when they're going to get paid and the payment date has been deferred a couple of times. Wow. So the Thai farmers want to get paid. They want to know when they're going to get paid. So much that they've actually roadblocked a road to the south. Wow. Which is like a big pain in the government's uh, back. Why aren't they paying them though, right? Because you're saying the guy who's yeah. behind, the guy who was ousted from power, who mm. supposedly is pulling the strings of his sister, who's the current prime minister, this guy is loaded with what, <laughs> trillions of dollars? Uh, trillions of baht anyway. Trillions of baht. Definitely billions of dollars. Billions of dollars. Um, yeah, so you know, you would think... And you were saying before, if this guy just gave money to these farmers, um, all of a sudden, all is forgiven almost, you would imagine. Yeah. It's um, like, it's, according to this um, Bangkok uh, Post article, there's farmers from about six provinces that have blocked the road, and the current government doesn't actually have enough money and can't raise the funds. Um, so state and private banks have both refused to lend because of the risks involved. So it doesn't look like these farmers are going to get uh, paid so much. Now wow. the, 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 the 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 terrible thorn in the side of the government is that, according to this article, it was one of the government's showpiece policies: is rice pledging, and they actually have losses of hundreds of billions of baht from the scheme, and millions of tons 
uh, of unsold, overpriced rice are deteriorating in warehouses uh, Holy crap. around Thailand. <laughs> it's kind of a big failure. So a lot of pressure on the government. The right. Moment, and they're still pressing ahead so with what this vote. And what are they trying... I mean, do they have a solution in mind? Or I guess maybe they're trying to figure it out themselves. Well, like, democracy isn't always easy. Yeah. We take it for granted. This true. is a country that's standing up for democracy. It's trying to do it right. People don't like it. They want to see change happen before democracy. Yeah. Um, and there's, there's no way telling which way it's going to go, but both they've learned from the past. It's got violent before. Actually, you know, so yeah, there has been violence, but mm. I would say relative to political revolutions in human history, mm. this has been a very tame mm. uh, sort of thing, you know? But you have to see the significance of the internet in this. Oh, yeah. Any, any, any move that someone in Thailand makes, it's instantly seen around the world by their allies and their enemies. And I see everyday articles saying, you know, U.S. condemns uh, violence and U.S. U.N. pleads with Thailand not to get violent, da, da, da. So anything that happens is definitely being watched by the international community. Right. And in all the speeches, they're referencing back, like, how can we stand to be um, a major player in the international uh, community if we can't uphold democracy in our own country? And that obviously has a, an effect on what they do and how they act. And... Uh- yeah, I think you're right. The increased visibility of mm. every action means that people have to constantly be aware and thoughtful of how is this going to be perceived, how is this going to affect our support. Um, I think in some very beautiful way, uh, definitely in a very beautiful way, the internet has maybe made things more peaceful just because of the fact that there's this increased awareness in the world. It's more difficult to get away with things that aren't. Uh, true. Although there's also at the same time going to be some element of spinning. Uh, there's a lot of <laughs> yeah. people spinning, saying, trying to make themselves look good and make other ones look bad. Um, so that also, of course, comes into play. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, another thing um, that you said earlier that I found really uh, also very interesting was uh, the guy, the opposition party, the leader, was also accused of corruption, and his response was, "Yeah, but I'm." less corrupt than the guy the people in power now yeah that, that's also um, <laughs> that was that, that, that is the way it is you know he, he was accused of corruption he's he's trying to do something better he's the leader they have uh, right it, that's just just the way it is you know what I mean I think it all comes back to, to me it comes back to the fact that at least this conversation is happening happening yeah. uh, why aren't we having a conversation in the United States about corruption yeah. You know, and other Western countries, like, there is obvious corruption all over the place. And we're simply just not having this conversation. We're, we're, we keep our heads in the sand, and we just act like it's not happening, you know. And at least here, you know, and to the, the eyes of a Westerner or to an American, they look at Thailand and they're saying, like, oh, my God, it's such a terrible uh, situation right now. And actually, to be honest, I think that if you look at what's actually happening it's a kind of a beautiful situation, the fact that the conversation, like, what is the conversation about? It's about, it's all in the name of a pure, a more pure form of democracy with yeah. less corruption. And that's, mm-hmm. that's what the conversation's about. And I think maybe that's what, well, should we shouldn't be, be yeah, we shouldn't be, fo- and we're, everyone's focused on the negatives. Like, look at all this protesting and violence in Thailand. And let's talk about the fact that they're having conversations that have, that need to be had in the world. And maybe in some ways, Thailand's a leader in what, uh, politics will become yeah. um, 
So I think I think that's pretty good. I don't want to keep. I know you have to get a flight though, right, to Bangkok. So I'm on. I'm on a flight back there. I'm gonna. I'm gonna be going in there to a war zone. Yeah, you're going right in there. <laughs> <laughs> um, I go to the airport and then I'll try and find some. Some uh, generous taxi man who can drive around the danger zones yeah. to my little uh, bu- my bunker. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna lay low. You know, I got lots of tins of processed foods, so <laughs> I, can, I can hold out for at least three days. Oh, you got <laughs> it. Chicken. You have your zombie freezer. survival kit. <laughs> I, have, I have chicken fillets in the freezer. Condensed milk. Tastes uh, <laughs> really bad. And actually, you know what? We should maybe I should have been. Uh, Oh, it's okay. We didn't get to this in the beginning because there's a more pressing and interesting issue, which is the politics. But what you're doing is actually also interesting in its own right because you're uh, you're from Ireland, um, if, as maybe you can oh, tell from his accent. I'm not, um, I'm, I'm not a political commentator, but I, I've been reading the news and yeah. we were discussing this and it's fantastic. And you're, you're working in Bangkok. Um, yeah, that's, that's yeah. what they put me. Yeah, and you, so yeah, I mean, I, I think that's also interesting a whole different, a whole different yeah, subject. I, I, I come from a small town in Ireland, and for twenty thousand people. Yeah. I wake up, twenty eight degrees, and I turn off my air conditioner, and I leave my apartment to work in one of the most exciting cities in the world. Yeah, and you you're working for uh, you're working for Jameson. That's right. All right. Top of the morning to you. <laughs> I mean, look the Irish accent you stuck on there. And top of the morning to you. <laughs> <laughs> I you know what I I think you were right earlier though the luck of the Irish is rubbing off on me because I dropped this laptop from a floor up this morning just dropped it down a full not like. I said a prayer for you. Uh, yeah. yeah, and it's still working. I put a, I put a coin in the fountain for you. Thank you so much. <laughs> I mean, that, that was beautiful. Um, <laughs> no problem at all. How long have you been living in Thailand now? Five months now. Five months, sweet man. Yeah, and I mean, I can speak Thai very good. So you just kind of got. Sawati kap. Ah, yeah. I can say I can say two things in Thai now. I can say sawati kap and kap kun kap. I can say hello and thank you, which are probably they get you by. Man. They do get you by, and, and I'm pretty sure sawati kap means goodbye as well. It's Does it? Like, I was trying to figure it out. Um, yeah, it's... It means like greeting. <laughs> well wish. Kind of like namaste. Namaste, um, yeah. yeah. Namaste, I like namaste. Namaste is great, man. Mm, covers a multitude. Um, it's, it's great. I mean, I, I love it. I spent four months in India, so the namaste is like... So how is, the, how is the food? I had a bit of Indian there oh, earlier. I love it, man. How does it compare to Thai food? Um, just different. I think they're both wonderful in their own ways. Did you get a bit of deli belly? Oh, yeah, man. I was sick, um... About three or four weeks into my trip, I was sick for two days. Um, actually, in the first two episodes of the podcast, you can hear I have this like cough, um, yeah. and it, I guess it eventually escalated to a point where I was uh, I was just pretty much bedridden for a couple of days. No way. Um, but got better, and since then I've been knock on wood, uh, <laughs> been pretty healthy. Um, yeah, I think some of it is. I mean, you can go around and try to take all the antibiotics in the world and all these things and protect yourself, isolate yourself, insulate yourself. Um, but you know, there's something to say once you, you get expo- once you get exposed, you're a little bit stronger yeah. for the experience. I think so. Um, since then, I've been yeah. I, you know fairly healthy. Um, you got to get dirty, and in, in Asia especially, yeah, your, your tolerance for hygiene needs to come. Your tolerance for hygiene needs to come way down the scale. Yeah, you're gonna be yeah. standing on the street, and some girl's gonna be making you a salad, and you're gonna be like, oh, there's a fly on the end of her <laughs> um, plate or whatever, and then well, whatever, she's gonna we, serve it up, and you're gonna be like. That's, you that's, can eat flies dinner. here, though, and crickets. <laughs> and uh, there's stands with like we actually played it. We were playing uh, Kings. Were you there for this? Yeah, no. We were playing uh, the you know it's a drinking game. Kings Cup, Kings, Kings sure. Ring of Fire, whatever people call it. We had these super international rules. Basically, everyone in the world has different rules for this game. <laughs> so we had a group of people from different countries, and we tried to compile the best possible uh, version of the game. Um, and what we did as the penalty for some of the stuff was 
people had to eat crickets that someone had bought. (laughs) So that was fun. That that hilarity ensued. (laughs) (laughs) I Um, imagine so. Um... But yeah, man, I, I guess I don't want to keep you too long because you gotta. So to sum up, yeah. You gotta get th- to the airport. Thailand's trying to be democratic. Yeah. And uh, cricket's not delicious. <laughs> Irish people rock. Yeah, <laughs> awesome. I'm gonna ask you one question. Okay. Uh, so, and this. Yes, answer however you want. Okay. What is one thing that you would like to do before you die? And it can be anything in the world. I'd um, love to um, cruise around. In a, in a big boat I'd love to take a boat on the Mediterranean and have like my best friends and my family with me find little beaches along the coast stop off go to a little sleepy town put down a picnic blanket bottle of wine some nice local cheese and food and just take it easy then get a surfboard and go surfing nearby and just hang out go but do some fishing then top then you know sail on to the next little town that sounds go around uh, actually wonderful um, tell you what I'm going to put something out there for you and you don't have to decide right now but in a month or two I was talking to some folks uh, in Chiang Mai about this we were actually thinking about uh, a group of us coming together and buying a uh, relatively inexpensive boat somewhere like in India cruising around and then selling it when we get to wherever we're going somewhere with uh, maybe a different exchange rate so we can maybe make profit on it and finance the trip uh, if you are interested, and you don't have to commit now or anything, okay. but uh, you are absolutely welcome to join our pirate ship. Yes. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yo-ho-ho and a bottle of whiskey. Exactly. <laughs> Yo-ho-ho and a bottle of Jameson. Yeah. Uh, so maybe I'll be seeing you as we cruise around uh, uh, somewhere in this in this world in a few months. That would be great. So, would be sailing great. the earth. Awesome, man. Well, thank you so much for coming on. This is... Um, this is, I think, a really interesting subject and perspective. You know, as a Westerner living in Thailand, you have a very good perspective on what's going on, and I think maybe th- it's good to get this out there. I think so. Cool. Appreciate you coming you. on, man. Really nice talking to you. Man. Yeah, and I will. Uh, well, we'll be seeing each other around the bend, most yeah. definitely. And to all the listeners out there, if there's more than five of you. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Actually, we have a, you know we have a decent. Fo- we're slowly, slowly building the audience. You know, uh, it's this project is only it's still the beginning. So yeah. this would be I think episode eleven. Yeah. Um, we, I've been doing it since traveling, so for three or four months. Um, and you know, right now we have we've had eight hundred or so listens, and it's it's slowly building its audience. Cool. Um, I, I'm excited though. It's just nice to. It, it's fun. To, it's just fun to do, and I'm learning a lot doing it. Um, and, you know, I think you'll see where it goes. Who the hell knows? It? Is it going to be uh, the next big thing? I don't know. But uh, you know what? This is cool for now. <laughs> um, but, yeah, thanks for coming. Do you have anything to plug, by the way? Uh, plug? Yeah, anything you want to promote? Um, no. Okay. I, I, I just hope this isn't my last broadcast ever because I'm taking a flight with Lion Air. Today, oh. And it's like the cheapest flight. And my Thai friend told me it's basically a bus with wings. So I, oh, I just I have an image of these like you know live chickens flying around the the <laughs> flying in a rickety airplane uh, during a political these, these could be uh, my last question words situation on Earth ever. Uh, I don't think so. I think you still have more to do on this planet. I love you, mom. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll immortalize you forever on my uh, my little SoundCloud page. <laughs> okay, awesome. awesome. All right, well, thanks for coming on, man, and uh, safe travels. Thanks, Mike. All right. Uh, thank you all for tuning in. Uh, again, I'm Mike Margulies with Walking the Earth, Walking the Earth Podcast, and we will catch you next time.